got nothing but good news on my last pre-mark prep show of the year. Number one, even though they canceled all those Southwest flights, as of right now, my flight to the Fiesta Bowl is on schedule. The other good news, you thought we had a great show yesterday with some mighty guests. How about Kenny Glick, Jeremy Newsom, Christian Fromhertz, and the reappearance of the Razman at 8.50. Quiet, got some stocks to talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about some Teslas and other things. And as Milky Fade says, Mitch, roll that intro one more time for me in 2022. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Morning, traders and investors. Something else is good today. Uh, the spoos are up 12 and a quarter. And if we could get above 38.75, we're going higher, maybe 3,900. Uh, the buck is down 15 cents, 103.74. Uh, we have uh, the bond up just over half a point at 125 at 28.30 seconds. Crude struggling with 80, down 27 cents at 79.26. Gold down 1070 at 181230. Silver down 11 pennies, 2411. Bitcoin, that's quiet. That's up $15 at 1661. Let's bring in Triple D. Triple D. What what did you see off that open yesterday? Uh, we wanted to talk to you at 10, but you got uh, super busy. Boy, they came in with their selling shoes on. It really did. But we caught a bounce. Uh, a little bit, but not in certain stocks. We are catching a bounce in certain stocks here overnight. Major separation. Again, seeing more of the growth to the value uh -huh. trade happening yesterday. Started to come off in the afternoon, but if you look, obviously, Kathy having a very bad day. A lot of the growth names having a very bad day. Tesla having one of its worst days of the year, if that was even possible. It fell another 11% oh. yesterday absolute incredible fall from grace i don't think i've ever seen a fall from grace as fast as this one with tesla because remember when all the growthy names we were sitting in the summertime and all the growth names were like tesla's just so resilient holding up so well and then the twitter takeover happened and that the was resilience it. That was a all point. went away and you called that too you called it too joel and it just has not found its legs since it is finding its legs today. i know we seem to start talking about tesla every single show because it's the stock to talk about it's the driver of the growth bus right now it's the reason you know that the nasdaq sometimes gets slammed here and you're seeing some of the other stocks actually hold up but i mean at a certain point in time it's waiting to your point joel is becoming less and less on these indices every day and it won't always be driving the bus but you know i, I don't know if you want to get into it now but uh tesla's getting a little bit of bounce here this morning 
Yeah, we can do it real quickly. I, I've never seen. It's been a fast market. You know how I have my top components on the right side of my monitor? I have to check it every day. And that was six. And now, I mean, it's behind Visa now. It's behind Procter & Gamble. It's falling out of the top 20, yeah. I think, isn't it? Close to uh, it? I did check this morning. It was like 15 or 16. But I still got to keep yeah, I still got to keep it on the screen. Uh, you still got – this is what still worries me about the market. You, see, you still got the heavy tech up top. It's like we're never going to get Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon out of there. You know, they just have such a big lead. And then it's just like – then it goes Brick, B, UNH, J&J, uh, Exxon, Mobile. You have NVIDIA faded fast. I don't know if that's stated Oh, that was a bad day for NVIDIA yesterday, too. Yep. And uh, but just real quick, the technicals. I don't think you're going to see that pre-market low. You had a step-down seller, and then I think you what's the pre-market low on Tesla? The pre-market low comes in at like one four fifty-six, one oh four. So I mean, if yeah, if you want to lean on that, I, I I give you permission to lean on that as a low. I mean, if you want to risk uh, seven eight bucks, but now you're far off that low. Then I think you'll find buyers. Yesterday, that one fifteen and a half held up. But when it finally went, you had to get the heck out of the way. We're green. I think right now, if I, you know, if I was trying to buy this thing today, I would hope to try and get it green. Yesterday's high is way up at 119 and change, and you got a target to, uh, you got a gap to fill in that one. So you've had just a horrible losing streak. I think down like 10 out of 11. You've had lower highs the entire way. I mean, that's just a technical pattern that cannot hold up forever. Um, the catalyst here this morning, uh, one of the catalysts anyways, is always a million headlines coming from Tesla. Baird make, making it its best idea for 2023. So that, you know, breaking this morning here, I don't think it was a coincidence that Tesla started to turn around there when that note started getting passed around here early a.m. So Baird's best idea for 2023, although they actually lower their price target because they were just so out to lunch. I think they lowered it from like 315 to 265. But it's their best idea for 2023. So you do have an analyst defending Tesla here this morning. With that being said, you know, the stock is just massively oversold. So it's going to get some wicked little bounces in there. Does it eventually have a date under 100? Maybe. Seasonality is, like I've been saying, seasonality is going to set up well for this in the first week of January, I think, for a dead cat bounce. I don't know if it's going to be anything more than that, though. Hey, don't look good. Uh, well, let's just say that. Uh... It's coming. Hey, don't look good. It don't look good. I'll just tell you that. At least Elon isn't pushing a truck down, you know, the hill like a Nikola. Oh, that's but true to that. At Where the same is time, Nikola? <laughs> Two boxes. Eh? Is it, is it still Along with all the other EV stories. Don't worry. Speaking of Nikola, I think, I think if I still buy some options, I could come back. <laughs> Nikola. What a perfect segue to our next guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was all over Nikola in the beginning. Before that's it was true. Nikola. Yeah, when it's the spark. Yeah, let's bring them on. All right, let's do it. Let's get it started, team. You guys know where we're at. Hit it. Let's get it going. The Warlock joining us. Now that's a lead in. That's a lead in. For the blizzard. You're ready. Come on up here. You're ready. Woo! What's up, boys? How we doing? VTIQ, right? 
VTIQ, yeah, Nicola. It's funny, we were just talking about that stock. <laughs> I'm waiting for that stock to be delisted to become bullish the market again. The fact that that's still trading is insult to all of us. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, it just goes to show you, though, Kenny, we appreciate you so much. But, I mean, you were all over this one was the SPAC, and you're a momentum trader. You ride that momentum. I mean, we have a lot of momentum traders on the show, and you're one of the best of them. And, I mean, you. how do you know when to get off that train, you know? Because, obviously, if you stayed on and some people stayed on that train way too long, you're good at getting off the train. How do you know when to get off that, you know, Nikola train? What was it called before Nikola? I uh, VTIQ, one of the first. VTIQ. Yeah, actually, yeah. before that, it was DraftKings and and Space. Remember Space? Uh, yeah, you, I know, you were all over there. You were SPAC attacking right. back. Well, I was on the SPACs right right from the beginning. So again, hey. the, the way I trade, it's all about price. You know, I all I trade is uh, volume weighted average price, like Brian Shannon and Zach Hurwitz. So yeah. you know, when a certain price breaks, I don't think about it. I trade algorithmically. If the stock is going to break a certain price, that's the end of the idea for me. And again, what we've witnessed is the end of momentum trading. And again, we've had momentum to the downside, but you got Kathy Wood, the poster child for failed day traders now. She's basically <laughs> an awful day trader who doesn't realize her positions are going the other way. And she just keeps getting money from her crazy <laughs> uncle, like my friend James, who just keeps putting it back into the market, thinking that the stock's going to turn around one day. Teladoc's never coming back, Wood. It's Where never is Teladoc? <laughs> Teladoc, Roku, Zoom. That's yeah. one of the better ones for Teladoc. Yeah. But it's only down like 85%. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It should, it'll, it'll all be back in five years. Okay. Well, she said, it's Kenny. Did you hear what she said? In 10 years, her fund's going to go up 30-fold. Ah. 30-fold. Basically putting a $1,000 price target on her ARKK fund. Because mm. all of her stocks are just undervalued at this point in time. And they're all coming back because right. we know they always come back. And they're so undervalued that none of the companies that she owns have any insider buying because Zico, she knows more than the people that run the companies. None <laughs> of the stocks that she owns has any insider buying. So let's they're give it up. All just selling. Every little rally, they just sell more and more Daddy. and more and more. It's relentless selling. She, but she backs up the truck. She doesn't <laughs> frown. To Joel's uh, point, she averages down. That's how she yeah. does it. Well, I wish there, I had those. There's no flow. need. There's no need. Kenny, to, uh, Kenny, uh, give me a good idea for for I, I know you wait for things to develop, but get like there's gonna be something emerging in 22, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, I mean, we can't go can't go COVID. You can't maybe kill value stocks anymore, and I don't know pot stocks finishing the year on the low. Like, what what do you think? What do you think we're gonna be talking about a year from now, Kenny? Put on your, Hopefully we're talking TV about back. silver, my friends. I'm a geek. I, I have collectibles. Silver. I love silver. I've been buying silver every silver. month. Pouring my money into the hard metal, buying coins, buying bricks, buying kilos. Uh, I've been buying silver since 16, 17 bucks. So, so far, so good. Hopefully this thing breaks into 25, 26. And I love coal. So I've been buying. I love coal too. BTU is my one stock that I own, and it's still the only stock that I own. I don't. I don't Why silver? Gold. Why silver and not gold? I well, I can't afford gold, so again, the silver warlock. They didn't call him the gold warlock. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, I ain't buying kilograms worth of the gold, but that'd be nice. Uh, I'm just uh, again. I, I think silver's more depressed. You know, gold's always the uh, the big brother. But I think uh, the redheaded stepchild will get its day in the sun. And again, 
I'm just looking for six more bucks. You know, that'd be nice to see this thing at 27, 28. And then maybe we can get something going into the 30s again. We haven't seen in the 30s. In that would be it. Yeah, yeah. It, I've actually still, got... It's an interesting yeah. trade too. Like, you know, I've been calling for a recession in the first part of 2023. And if you actually believe that, silver could be a benefactor here. I mean, it. I, the chart is with you, Kenny. Yeah. I know you don't even care. You're just looking at the momentum here and it's there. <laughs> so I see what you're looking at as well. But, you know, the precious metals have just been forgotten. But if we went into a recession, like we really started to see corporate profits come down, that money's going to want to go somewhere. And you know what? Maybe silver is a good place as any. Right. And if you read the Internet, look, uh, the the diesel was supposed to run out a month and a half ago. The the dollar was (laughs) supposed to disappear about two weeks ago. We're all dead. Well, again, at least I could hold my coins and, and I could trade them for food with, during the Armageddon. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. But I'm I'm so liquid right now. And most of my money has still been in. You know, I've been buying short term three month CDs off TD Ameritrade. I've been putting money into genius. You know, Schwab's got Schwab's paying four point seven five percent on some of their money funds. So, again, if you're going to invest in the market, you're going to have to beat. Four and a half, four seven five. Tina, Tina, guaranteed money. Now you finally have somewhere else to put your money. So I think twenty twenty three is going to be kind of a repeat of what we're we're looking at here. And again, I hope CNBC does a good job this year. I hope they bring back all the all the analysts that they mocked about Tesla being too hyped up, too overvalued, because they used to bring these guys on and like, oh, let's bring the short guy on Tesla on. Oh, you're still short Tesla? And they'd mock these people. Now yeah. look who's getting, you know, who's got the last laugh. So look, what we went up for so many days, so many months, so many years. And the idea was that there was nowhere else to put your money and you got 0% here. But look, we're, we're in a different world. Uh-huh. I'm looking at some of these stocks that are with $300 stocks like Carvana, and it's amazing where some of these names are. But you know what? They're running out of money, like a firm. Uh, even you mentioned Roku. I still don't know what they do. But there are so many <laughs> falling, fallen so far that when we do get a turn, you're going to get 300, 400% returns on these stocks yeah. just on the dead cat bounce. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun staying in cash, just playing the game, just trading reversals. And I can't wait for earnings season because now – I mean, it's going to be put up or shut up. We're going to see if he's got some money left over. Yep, yep. Kenny, I've been calling for the dead cap bounce January 3rd around 10 a.m. Just going for that January calendar effect. And I'm an old bright trader. I'm a seasonality guy. I know sometimes that first week of January you can get those turns. I don't want to get married to any of those positions. Oh, yeah. But to your point, who I'm going to watch, and I'm such a relationship trader, is I will be watching Tesla. And when they start pouring money back into Tesla, then those laggards will be the trade. So it won't be so much Tesla. It'll be those laggards. But again, I don't want to get married to any of this stuff. It's not like I'm putting this in the long-term portfolio. Oh, yeah, let's go jump in SoFi and it's going to make me retire. It'd be like, well, SoFi could pop 10 15% in a hurry if Tesla starts to pop. So that's how I'm approaching it. Are you looking the same thing early January? Maybe there's a turn in some of these stocks and maybe we could catch that turn? Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing, you know, the, the falling knife, obviously, a lot of people got no fingers left, but, you know, oh, yeah. I'm going to wait for the turn. Just wait for the turn. You don't have to be the hero who picks the bottom because I like when it does turn, the market's going to probably bounce five to eight percent and it's going to be glorious. And if it lasts for four days, you can make your year in four yeah. days. It's going to be fantastic. And we're probably going to get 
three or four of those rallies. Because if you look at the charts on any bear market, you've had glorious rallies on the way down. I think we're going to get a little bit, you know, some more of that. But look, if the Qs don't hold this last, this 250 level, we have 235 underneath there. And then we're going to start talking about pandemic lows, that 175, 185 area. And that's going to be scary. And if we get down there, no one's going to be happy. But if we do get down there, that means the semiconductor industry is getting crushed again. That's where I'm looking to buy. I'm looking to buy AMD. You give me AMD at 45 bucks, I'm in. You give me, and I'm also looking at PayPal. I never thought I'd see PayPal under $80. So I know what's the go. I know what's going on there. I know how out of favor some of these names are, but that's where you got to be looking to buy. So PayPal, Monopoly, I'm looking at PayPal. You give me PayPal at 50 bucks and I'm selling $30 puts for 10 bucks going six months out on PayPal. I'm all day about that. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here patient, just smiling away i'm glad my me and my people we survived 2022 we had a pretty good year yeah. well again we were short and right from the beginning we weren't shorting we just stayed liquid and we just traded what we saw every day a lot of these junky names like these biotechs every day there's three biotech stocks that are ripping this uh smmt has been paying us every day uh mm -hmm. summit i don't know what one. this company does nor do yeah. i care but the stock is in play almost every day we make 10 percent a day on this name uh, you know, again, just staying liquid and mentioning Carvana, Carvana, Stitch Fix, some of these names like Robinhood, when they bounce, they're they're awesome. And they have weekly options now where you're buying 10 cent options and you sell them for 50 cents. Just do that and just wait for the turn in the market. Make some money as your as a trader. And then you put some of that money to use in some of the names you like, because, listen, I'm I'm waiting. I can't wait to buy the QQQ back. It's been my favorite stock for 20 years. Love it. Love it. Kenny, now uh, you, I've, I've been in your room before. If you guys haven't been there before, definitely check it out. Hit the bid.com. And you trade a lot of mean reversions from the VWAP. You tried trading kind of the opposite trade that I do a lot of the times. I do more of the VWAP fade and VWAP bouncing, buying off of the VWAP and selling. You mean he off makes winning trades? And you make well, losing trades? No, we, we actually sell to each other sometimes. <laughs> That's what it is. I like well, I like the I like the fade too. I love the fade. So when you yeah, got a yeah. gap up on a on a big report and everybody's feeling bullish and then that rolls over and breaks the VWAP, more often than not, you're gonna start a downtrend. So we play mm -hmm. that move and again. That's what's great about it. I mean, you have three or four days all in one day, especially during earnings season. That's why I'm just biding my time right now. January 15th, January 16th, we start rolling into some earnings. Those gaps get faded. But what will be nice to see is the gap down stocks breaking back above the VWAP and starting to rally. That would be a good yeah. sign for the overall market if we start seeing moves. Like all right, that. Kenny, we got to cut you off. We, no! had to get, we had to cut you. We had to get you in one more time. I mean, um, your humor, your approach to the market, you're just uh, Dennis gets mad at me for saying this, but you're one of my favorite guests on the show. So you guys are my I, favorite people. You, I, you, you, you said yeah. he said we're, we're you know what he said uh, he called about premarketprep.com it says the best thing on the internet oh, How you besides his own show <laughs> okay Kenny Warlocks we on love Web3, you, you know? cheer for Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl look for be. me on the field okay I'll be running on the field if they win right next All right. to Harbaugh All right. Good Good to see you guys. thanks Kenny happy new year good luck everybody out there I'll see you next year Take care, yeah, everybody. One, Kenny. Kenny. All right. Kenny. That's what it's all about. The Warlock. And I, I definitely would recommend if you're a VWAP style trader, at least check out Kenny.
because I think he's definitely one of the best at trading the, the VWAP and especially intraday. So check him out, team. I've been in his room plenty of times and enjoy watching it. All right, let's keep going. Let's get towards our what we're gonna do one more headline or should we go to our next guest? We got a lot of guests today. Jump so right I think in the we just keep guest. rolling. We're good. Then we'll yeah, let's keep rolling. Let's keep it moving. You guys, I, I want you guys to smash the like today. Cause come on, Joe's been working really, really hard, Holy not Joel's only to get us hard. one guest, two guests, eight guests, now another four guests. This is 12 guests in the last two days. Smash the like, guys. Let's get it going. Let's bring on Jeremy Newsom. Let's get right into the action. He is. He's What's up, team? How we doing? Real life trading. Let's go. How many, how many jump boys. ropes did you do this morning yes. before you got on this show? That's what I <laughs> want to know. <laughs> I haven't any jump ropes yet. None yet. It's oh, going to be not uh, yet. Not yet. Two are later just tonight. tonight. Do you ever? Coming. Do you ever clip the kid? Like when I see, because you're doing them so fast. I yeah, see how many you're doing so fast. You, I, and I see the kid crawl around. Do you ever like kind of clip them a little bit in the leg or something? Or? Day, there was a specific day where I had to have my 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 wife hold him because he just kept running at it. Uh, it was like a it was like a windmill of destruction. He just couldn't he just couldn't run away. You're teaching him jujitsu yet? I know yeah. you're getting there. I am. It's gonna man, be a black yeah. belt soon. Let's yeah, go. He's he's good, man. He's already he's already very strong. I'm excited. <laughs> How old is he now? 16 months, man. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Ready, ready awesome. to swim. The girl fast. When did you get rid of the, um, the, uh, the, what's the guy, the, um, the runner, the, uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump beard. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to get your butt on the show until you got rid of that scraggly thing. I was man. getting crazy. Yeah. That was he bad. started to look homeless when he got that beard going. Hey, like hey, that. hey. It was, hey. It was, that takes right, work. Little... That's craftsmanship. Wow. Yeah. You remember when you got people, rid of people that? People were just handing me money on the street. You know, it was really, it was kind of nice. I was just getting, getting dollar bills. I was walking There's down the There's a Nashville. whole business behind that, that beard. The beard just paid for itself. It's free lunch, exactly. man. All right, Jamie, I got a, I got a tough one for you. Okay. Are you ready? When you're at, because Dennis and I, you know, we don't worry about too many of our guests and like, and what they're doing. Okay. But yep. we had a discussion one time when you were on, I think this was back in May or June. And we were talking about Bitcoin. Yep. And I believe now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said you had 80% of your net wealth in Bitcoin. Yep. I did. That is correct. You did. You yeah, did. I did. I'll sell things really quick, man. Like I, I okay, a, okay. Are you yeah. still big? Are you still a fan of Bitcoin here? Or is it broken down uh, too much? Are you still like in the Bitcoin camp? Yeah, I'm still in the Bitcoin camp. I mean, I, I can still buy some. It's just it's just math. Like that's I, I've gotten so comfortable understanding risk and just being very, very familiar with if this happens, this happens, right? So if, if this goes to zero, this is how much wealth or or right. Like if Tesla goes to zero, I mean you have to have these conversations now, right? This is one of the biggest market change from a capitalization standpoint in human history. Uh, so there's always discussions of these large, large, large investments that people have, where if it goes a lot lower, you have to really, really understand. What was risk. the trigger for you? I mean, because it was 35K held for a while, then 20K held for a while, then 18K. What was the trigger? And then also, I, I just think it's a trading range right now. You know, a very, you know, very Agreed. tight trade. What do you yeah. think? What do you think is going to kickstart it again? 
Uh, on Bitcoin specifically, I mean, I think it's just going to be some some news uh, that would come out to some degree that's positive, right? I mean, you have the whole Sam Bankman-Fried issue. I, I would consider that to be as large as Lehman Brothers, if not bigger. In the crypto um, industry. In, in the crypto world, right? Yeah. And so if Bitcoin and Ethereum can survive that debacle that's occurring, I think that the, that thing is okay. I don't think it's a really, really big issue. Uh, obviously, it's going to take time. This is one of those things we have to correct in price versus time. So we're going to trade, like you mentioned, Joel, in this choppy sideways, fifteen thousand to twenty thousand range for a while, and it can go to ten. It can go to seven. That's okay. Um, I will and do have the ability to short it. Uh, I can go both long and short, so I can actually trade uh -huh. Bitcoin. I can use the mm -hmm. uh, the cash flow as I love Kenny. By the way, you guys both know I'm a huge Kenny fan. I agree, right? Make some money if you're going to be actively trading on dumpster fires. Take some of those profits and then go buy some beautiful assets long term. And I'm still in that particular camp uh, right now. You still think so. Bitcoin is like one of those beautiful assets? Do you think eventually people come back in here, get it to 60,000, get it to 100,000? Yeah. Kathy Wood says get it to a million. Do you think that's still the path here or has speculation just been popped so bad? that Bitcoin suffers I, from I, the lack of speculation. I do think Kathy Wood is insane, to be clear. But secondly, um, I do think that Bitcoin <laughs> can return back to 60,000. Yes. I, is it going to be in 2025? Most likely. So it's going to take a lot longer than people What expect. do you see? I don't believe it's going to happen okay. next year. Yeah. Jeremy, um, ahead, any outlook on where do you think bottoming action? Are you looking at a specific number? Or do you have anything in mind? Just talking about that because i know like for me i've been looking at the the last wave the kind of the 2018 wave measured just a retracement about 86 percent that got us closer towards 10,000 11,000 but what have you been looking at jeremy for trying yeah, to pick ar around that around that space i think that we could have one more lower low um, okay probably into the 13,000 ish and some change so there's everyone's gonna have a magical support line at 14 and 15 so we're gonna have to break through that pretty nicely and then kind of just kind of hang out and die for a while. We have to get bored, right? People have to not talk about it. People have to get really, yeah. really apathetic about this whole situation. I mean, this isn't crypto winter, this is crypto ice age. And there's a lot of assets like this, uh, mm -hmm. right? So it's not, it's not just Bitcoin. I mean, there's tons of stocks. They're just getting absolutely decimated like yeah. PayPal or of course, Tesla. Um, there's many large, large companies that are just slaughtered. And so then the question, of course, is when do they recover? And it's going to take a long time for these names like Shopify, right, uh, yeah. to stop getting just Patrick Swayze'd roadhoused. Yeah. I mean, Shopify, I've said on the show, is I love that company, but it's just valuation. We've seen this multiple contraction happening. It's just, you know, people are just paying too much for these stocks. But they are, some of them are becoming reasonable. Yeah. There's going to be some Amazons in here. There's going to be some diamonds in a rough. What's your process, you know, to maybe, you know, start looking at some of this stuff as potential trades? You know, what's the, what are you looking for for the catalyst to maybe for some of these stocks to turn? Strong reoccurring revenue and figuring out what they're investing in. Uh, I think that's going to be the key, like figuring out what the companies are actually buying. Because when, you know, when you're talking about in the 2000s, because that's what a lot of relation to this market has been for tech, right? You know, sis, uh, going back to 2000, all the crashes, all the huge, huge declines, 85% and higher, 
and they survive and they're around here now, what are they buying? So what are, is Shopify doing anything? Are they investing into companies, into people, into processes, into technology? What money are they spending? Just like Coinbase, Square, are they doing anything at all? And that's going to be the key. Like, what are they investing in? And figuring out if they're making really, really smart plays on automation, on small businesses, on how the, the baby boomer generation is going to be retiring in droves. We're going to have 20,000 small businesses. They're going to essentially disappear and go away over the next five years if someone doesn't pick up that bill. So asking, are some of these companies coming in and taking some of those? Are they going into real estate? Like, what are they doing with their money? And that's going to be a really, really big understanding of if these companies are going to survive because they need cash flow. And you have to create cash flowing assets as a business to stay afloat. So reoccurring revenue and trying to figure out what they're doing with their income. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, we've seen a uh, just a mom monumental shift from uh, from the value trade to the tech trade. Is this uh, and still have the tech is is the big big components to big leaders. Is this is this a trade that's going to reverse here, or do you think that like you know six, seven, eight, ten years, this is like a generational shift here in in tech versus growth or, or value versus growth? Hmm. Great question, man. I do think it's going to be a generational shift. Uh, I think the I think a lot of the bubble has popped initially for right now. I mean, when, when you have inverse ETFs like Sark trading higher than the thing that they're supposed to be betting against, <laughs> that's when you know that there's a really, really massive issue. And uh, I, I think that there's a very large chance that Kathy Wood goes under and that's going to cause a massive ripple effect. Uh, in the just the whole technology space and when that occurs, I think it's more when than if I think when that occurs that the bottom would be very close to being in, but you're still going to have some consolidations and some, and some massive challenges that occur. But man, I, I do. I agree with you. I think that's going to be a, this is a generational change for a while, very similar to 2000, 2002. And although the Dow Jones and the industrials were really, really weirdly bearish. It took their time over that two years time frame. The 2000s just got murdered and it took a long time for some of those companies to stand out and for those diamonds in the rough, as my boy Dennis said, to really shine. Jeremy Newsom, founder of Real Life Trading and one of the really good guys on Wall Street, Jerry, Jeremy. It's always great to have you on and we'll be dialing you up in the new year, man. I can't wait to see that little guy. Get him some swim trucks. We'll get him in there. We'll get him swimming. <laughs> I'll get them in there. I'm get, I'm making it down to Nashville sometime Happy New Year's. in 23. Happy New Year. We love you, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Definitely. If you guys wanted Thanks, to see Joe. Jeremy or learn some more about it, reallifetrading.com. Check it out. Appreciate you, Jeremy. We're, Have a good we're one. We're leaking. We're leaking. Someone put their finger in the S&P boat. Uh, we're just leaking over a little yeah. bit. Triple D, what are, you, what are you seeing out there? Some uh, um, selling, huh. selling balances? Little yeah, there leaking. is. And if I look at you know individual stocks here, um, if you want to just go to individual ones, LUV, 49,000 to sell. Had a very bad day yesterday. Bad. They oh. did not get better. Yeah, with all the, obviously, the storm and stuff. But I've seen pretty much selling balances across the board. So Square, 41000 to sell. Shop, 37000 to sell. Early sell imbalances across the board. They're not huge, but they're notable. So I'm sure there's some traders that are like, I'm not paying up for futures when I've seen all these sell imbalances here. And that can change. 
We're still a long ways away here. I'd keep Tesla on. Again, if you're trading that growthy names, those Kathy names, those beaten down ones, they're not going to bounce the Tesla bounces. Tesla is the leader on all these stocks. So it's almost yeah. the trade is maybe to let Tesla go, but you know, to look at when it has that big 7 8% rally in about an hour, and it's going to do that one of these days. And obviously, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be in the new year, like the first week of January. But, you know, the timing on that is critical. I think it's buying those laggards and buying those other ones that have been really beat up and buying some of those other Kathy names as too. Even the ARKK because Tesla will drive that growth bus. Now, Dennis, you know, your tax selling is over with right now. In, um, uh, no, and it's a good question, Joel. So today is the last day. If you're Canadian, today is the last day to realize those losses for 2022. If you are American, they work differently. They work on trade dates. So we actually do have till the Friday if you're filing in the, for the IRS. So IRS works on trade date. Canada works on settlement date. So today is the mm. last day. So if you have those big losses and you want to realize them for 2022, today is the last day in Canada. Um, if you're in the U.S., you have till Friday. Is it like that also for, like, say, like European investors? Or I'm not in Europe. I don't know their tax structure. Okay, I just wanted to kind of ask so to see I if you knew comment. it. But some work on settlement date. Some work on trade date. I tend okay. to think most countries work on settlement date, Mitch. Yeah. Um, but the U.S. has worked on trade date for a while here now. So it's good to know. Obviously, you know, you got to know those dates. So today, again, if you sell today, you can realize those gains. You sell tomorrow, those gains will not, those losses will not be realized until 2023. But that's something to think about too. If you're sitting on gains and even waiting, well, tomorrow you could sell those gains and for Canadians and not have to pay the tax for the full year. So I'm actually sitting on a few gains, you know, believe it or not, in the long-term portfolio. It feels like you know nothing you're not sitting on, but I've been kind of waiting for tomorrow. And I might actually do a little bit of selling in tomorrow on some of these because I did not want to obviously realize a, a higher tax bill for 2022. So that's something to think about. I do think the majority of U.S. volume is still derived from U.S. traders. So I think, you know, the tax law selling probably doesn't stop completely until Friday. We know it's over on Friday and then obviously the new year. So and remember, we have Monday off. So the first trading day is not January 2nd. It's actually January 3rd this year so that's gonna be the first trading day of 2023 um one thing that i would talk about is be careful in tesla yesterday I did see a nasty bull trap right out the gates uh, it looked really strong out the gates and uh there was even some upside action it went to a it opened there at 117.50 went to 115.40 then ripped up to 119.67 and just in the next candle was already through the 114s so just be careful there. Just not saying that, you know, it can't rip back. I mean, you can definitely get that rip. And I feel like you are going to eventually get that push. But I have been seeing a couple of those bull traps a lot in Tesla. So I just want to put it on the radar. All right, let's keep moving. In a second, we're going to get towards our next interview. Last thing I want to mention, there was a headline out there on AMC about Adam Aaron asking uh, the chain to freeze his salary the board chain to freeze his salary and he urged other top amc executives to do the same uh so don't expect too much reaction on this you can see amc is not really doing much here and i think that at the end of the day amc's dead in waters here at this point um i don't expect to see amc going back anytime soon and if anything we're right back to three dollars so everybody that thought amc was going to be that stock and just keep I going. think they've realized now. It's, There's still a few believers, but yeah. 
this whole movement of, you know, let's get together and try to pump these stocks and these chat rooms yeah. and try to pump these stocks and social media. I mean, the influence that some of these people have is long gone, but it's just, you know, fundamentals matter in the end. We talked about it through all of 2020 when they know that it was just getting crazy. We knew we were in a bubble, but in the end, fundamentals matter. And it's being proven here on all of these stocks. And you know what? Valuation matters. And in the long term, valuation wins. And it's Dennis, we make- were upset about it. I can remember having I was upset because it just it. was making a yeah. mockery of the markets. Exactly. So that, we, that was yeah. what I didn't like. I get it. Yeah. Well, they wanted to stick it to, you know, this, the big guy. I want to stick it to Citadel. You want to stick it. Yeah. I get that. But at the same time, moving together and manipulating price higher and stuff was, you know, what basically was happening on, a, you know, this mass. I mean, they're taking out advertisements and blimps and going by, buy AMC stock. We're going to get together. We're going to drive this thing. And amazingly, they did. Amazingly, they did, yeah. it worked for a short time. But in the long run, fundamentals still matter. So you just don't want to get caught holding the bag. We kept saying that, warning people about that on this show. And I hope some most of our listeners didn't get caught holding some of these bags. Like always, uh, there might be some realized losses coming soon, right? It's um, a great time to realize. And maybe they bounce. These are all <laughs> candidates to bounce in the first week of January as a tax loss selling will be gone from these stocks. But I think it's nothing more than a dead cat bounce for a lot of these stocks. I do think there's some diamonds in the rough. And I do think there's going to be some fabulous long-term buying opportunities. I do think Shopify will be one of them. But again, it's not cheap right now. You know, Is it going to yeah. continue to leak here? If we're going to a recession, probably. So, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, my shopping list, my long-term portfolio is more getting executed more towards the middle part of 2023, not the first week. I might buy some of these stocks in the Mm -hmm. first week if Tesla starts to bounce, but those will be for trades. That's not going to be for the long-term investments, which I'm still sitting almost 50% cash in my long-term investment portfolio. I've nibbled into some stuff. I bought a couple, you know, I, you know, I, that I said I bought GSK, some healthcare, because I still feel like that's the kind of stock that could work even during a recession. But for the most part, I'm just sitting on a big chunk of cash because I think the first part of 2023, I think the first couple of weeks could be okay. But I think as you get in the thick of it, I think it could be just like Kenny said, more of 2022. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Dennis, I, I do got a trader in the back. Let's bring on our next guest. And he's definitely one of the best, especially at catching relative strength. I even keep up with his recaps daily just to catch those relative strength. Because there's one thing that if I see it, but a lot of the times I even look at his recaps to make sure, okay, I saw it. Kristen saw it. Okay. I'm feeling much better about it. Let's get into the action. Let's get to our interview. Kristen Fromhertz, Tribeca Trading Group. Let's get into it. How's the new How's the new office? New office is good. Always a, a nice. Uh, yeah, I had a um, office move in the beginning of uh, in the beginning of the month, so getting settled in here and uh, it's nice. This is actually the old um, Goldman Sachs headquarters uh, down on 85 Broad Street in uh, downtown New York City. So it's a it's a good location, uh, right next to Stone Street too. If you nice. um, like to get you know some holiday drinks that comes in very okay, handy hey, too hey. right being next to stone street so, so good, tell good us about tell us about you i know you've had a pretty good year tell us like you know being traders big investors like you learn something like every year like you know and you're like you know i should have realized that you know this sure. would have helped my overthink 
what what was that lesson you learned in uh, 2022? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, I think at, at any stage trader that you are, you, you still need to continue to make adjustments and, and you know, to have the mindset of, of improving. But, you know, I, I think that even, you know, with this year, with a lot of twists and, and turns, it's it really comes back to, um, you know, your your trading mentality and, and, you know, you can't be stubborn at all in this market. You can't, you know, it's one of those things where um, this year it's, you could be wrong, you could have been wrong over and over, uh, but it's one of those things that you just don't want to stay wrong. And you really, um, you really want to be nimble you know, in your trading. I mean, these are things, of course, that you hear from time and time, but, but, um, but this year it's, you've had trending markets for a couple of weeks, both to the downside, then to the upside, then back to the downside. So um, it hasn't been, you know, I, I like trending markets, but it just hasn't been one of those years where it's been um, a lot of continuous trends, but we've had those trends for a couple of weeks. So as long as you're nimble, You've been able to kind of um, manage this year decently. So, you know, going back to your question, it's it's really to kind of just be faster in your trading and realize when, hey, you may not have the right trades and you may have to kind of sac sacrifice a day's P&L. Uh, but you really don't want to do much more than that because this market can kind of just has a, a mind of its own and, uh, you know, will change very quickly. I mean, Christian, it goes right back to discipline and protecting yep. your capital at all costs. And that's why you've been a great trader for a long time. I mean, it's Thank you. so difficult for, you know, some traders that are starting to actually accept, you know, the loss, you know, to actually mm -hmm. come in and say, I'm wrong about this. I'm just going to cut the loser while it's one, two, three, four percent and not let this, you know, happen where I get stuck holding this because I've seen it happen with so many traders. They almost eventually get to a comfort zone holding it it's like well i know it's going to come back and i just won't look at it and it'll just get better and that's what really erodes your capital sure. i mean how do you know when to come in and cut your loss like at what point in time yeah is it like a, a specific percentage you use how do you come in and say okay this trade is not working my thesis is not working i'm just going to get out and move on what's your trigger for that well, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on, you know, it, it, it really starts with how you're setting up your trade. And, um, you know, and these are things that, of course, you know, you guys have done a great job, uh, you know, educating, you know, your viewers and so forth about, you know, not holding on to, to losers and, and thinking that they're going to come back. But it really starts with the beginning of the trade and, and being, you know, you have to map out your trade. Um, before you click the, you know, before you click the mouse button and say buy, you, you have to have a plan in place already. You can't think about that and, and just think things are going to work out really well for you, you know, every time that you get into a trade. So having that plan established before you you even get in, um, and, and then you know, of course, as you get to your stop price or or get to your targets, you know, making sure that you're executing. Um, but the planning and the execution is really where it comes down to, um, you know, the other things, you know, in terms of like doing research and, and what Mitch said with the relative strength, like that's a lot of fun to me. Uh, but you have to make sure that you're adhering, um, you know, and, and this year has been it hasn't been easy. There's been frustrating times where you do a lot of your research and your homework and, you know, the market could change just like that. So you, so you've got to be on your toes and be like, all right, well, I did a whole bunch of work this weekend and, uh, you know, the market's changing again. So, yeah. um, 
you know, and, and that's what makes it interesting and challenging. And, and I think this year is going to be, you know, very challenging too. Uh, but uh, I like challenges and I think you guys too as, as well. Yeah. I, I see it all the time with traders where even let's say maybe they can accept one loss, but like you mentioned there, there's one thing accepting that loss is another thing, maybe accepting it as a red day overall. And that, right. this is where a lot of traders get twisted when they start going into that red they just trying to do everything to get back into the green day. And then we all know how that can really get really bad really quickly. So I think that that's where a lot of traders struggle. What kind of strategies do you feel are working the best right now, Christian? Is it kind of, I know that you have multiple tools in your tool belt. Any kind of strategy you're seeing working more than others? Well, I mean, just kind of, you know, going through and, and just understanding what kind of dynamics that we have. I mean, you know, one of the things I, I heard you say just before I came on is like, hey, you know, futures are leaking a little bit. And, you know, looking at, you know, it's a lot of the macro picture. And when I say macro pitch, picture, it's, it's looking at what interest rates are doing. It's looking at what the dollar is doing, because, you know, a lot of the this move that we're seeing, um, you know, is, you know, looking at what, um bonds have done recently, but TLT is down about 8% in a couple weeks. So, you know, understanding that, you know, bonds are a big, you know, reason for what is going on right now in the market. And, um, you know, so, so having the mindset of like, okay, it's not just about, you know, stocks, it's, it's, there's other factors that are going on. And of course, you know, the Fed is at, um, you know, one of the reasons behind that and, and kind of understanding that that right now um, the Fed is continuing to do what it's doing. And, you know, everybody's kind of going to be watching and waiting for the Fed to do something different in 2023. And just understanding that there's other stocks. You know, I think there's such a big difference right now. If you look at the queues, uh, which are very close to taking out this year's lows, right, that is not the trade right now. To, you know, to, to be in or to guess when those stocks are going to come back into favor. You know, if you look at that between the difference between, you know, the Dow stocks right now and Dow stocks are only 30 stocks. And I don't love how the how the Dow stocks, you know, the, the weighting, it's a price weighting index. But there's such a big difference between how the Dow stocks are behaving and value, as you guys have talked about. You know, I know Dennis talks about that frequently, the relationship there and, and how well they're performing right now in this market. So, you know, really what I try to do is not be biased and say, you know, and that's the advantage I think of a, of a, uh, of an institutional trader, you could do whatever you want to do. You don't have to go into growth stocks. You could be, you can rent, you know, even if you don't love value stocks, you can rent them for, for now and be in, in some of these areas that, you know, are doing really well. You know, like I tweeted out last night, uh, you know, a, you know, charts that probably no one was looking at, you know, kind of starting the, the year, you know, a travelers, right. A, um, a PCG, which is having a beautiful trend right now, you know, and that's what it's going to take basically for a lot of these stocks. You know, if you look at the chart of PCG, right, it's taken its huh. time going, go, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just looked at it. I just, I just saw it moving up and I think about all the wildfires, but uh, before we let you go, yeah. what, like, what's the thing yep. that we're all going to be talking about at the end of next year that, you know, 
look into your crystal ball. So is it going to be, oh, the Fed relented earlier than we thought? Or, oh, my gosh, this inflation and huge recession. Yeah. What, what's what's going to be the story when we have you on one year from now? Well, I, I just think that the picture will change a lot. Um, you know, you look at what the Chinese Internet names are doing right now. Right. They've had their own type of China's had their own type of pivot. So, you know, I, I don't I don't have something that that is going to be the thing that's going to be for next year. I, I think just really continuing to be clever uh, and observe how this market is changing and, you know, realizing that there's going to be things that are going to be out performing um, in 2023. Now, you know, whether that's the Fed, that's that's going to um, again, I, I, I hate the word pivot and, and, and to say that they're that they're going to pivot. But, you know, I think even just the plateau of rates where we basically um, you know, where, where there's, where they're stopped doing the, you know, the, the increasing of interest rates. But I mean, I think that's going to be a theme, you know, and while that happens, you know, I think that there, that institutional investors who a lot of times, you know, drive the market will become more comfortable um, with the situation. Once we have more, um, you know, guidance from Powell once we get there. And I think the inflation thing, again, this is a bigger conversation, but the inflation thing is, <laughs> is already starting. You know, I mean, that that's our, you know, we've already started to see the inflation come down. Now okay. it's just a matter of time till we get to where the point is where the Fed gets to their target, which I do believe will happen this year. Um, and, and then we'll see some some interesting things come out of that. All right, Christian Fromhurst, Trebekah Trade Group. Christian, I got to thank you. You've helped me out a lot um, all throughout the year here and also on premarketprep.com. Your input is just unbelievable. We're going to get a lot more of it in 2023. You have a safe holiday. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, always happy to help. And, um, you know, I wish you guys a happy new year and, and keep doing what you're doing. You guys are are, are crushing it. So um, thanks, Christian. Carry on. <laughs> Still hey. leaking in the S&Ps. Uh, coming up on Unchanged now. We'll be looking at that at the 55 even. Pre-market low, 50.75. Really not much there besides it being pre-market low. Uh, Dennis, yeah. what, what, what are you seeing out there? Um, the few individual stories you're seeing a little bit of growth was catching a little bit of bit, but starting to leak too. The sound bounces are not helping. Tesla's still holding in the green. Another story this morning, which is a stock on my shopping list as well. No position yet. GNRC catching a buy rating from Janney, putting up a $160 price target on it. So this is one of their ideas for 2023 as well. It's a stock that has been absolutely murdered. We don't talk GNRC a lot on this show, but obviously, you know, with you know, this is a luxury item they're selling, an expensive item. People aren't buying this during a recession. You can uh -huh. see it's priced in a lot of bad news. At a certain point in time, I think this one's going to be a buy here as well. Um, I think it's also due for a dead cap bounce. But again, I'm not playing the dead cap bounces until the calendar turn. So, But it's one to keep an eye on. It is oversold. It is getting an analyst um, rating here today along. Like earlier, we said Tesla was getting the Baird rating. So, I mean, analysts can turn stories around for a day or two. So keep an eye on these two stocks, GNRC and Tesla, as they get a little bit of analyst love here today. All right. We'll see if we start coming down today. I feel like yesterday it started really weak. It ended better than, of course, than it started. But we'll see if we get a takedown. Um, yesterday was a little bit of a tough day. It seems like we've been sideways action right here. Will we finally get above the 387 or will we start cutting through the lows? 
low I have 374.77. Well, what's going to happen there? I feel like eventually we break out of here. And I think well, how are we downside. doing on the Santa Claus rally here? So yeah, we, 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 looking at we got our, we got it. We got it next. Yes, we could do our te- okay. technicals. After sure. That. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's get out of the spy. All right, Joel, you want to introduce our guests? Yeah, uh, we're bringing on uh, Jason Rasnick, uh, the founder and CEO of Benzinga here. Uh, let's bring on Jason. Let's do it. Let's go. What's going on? Rasnick in the house. Raz, Raz alert. Raz I got, alert. I got some important questions for you. What the up? First, what up? What up? The How first, you guys doing? Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Um, hope you guys are healthy and happy and all that. No COVID at Dennis's house. Yeah, uh, finally. Long focus. COVID forever here. It's been killing yeah. me. I'm yeah. finally getting past it, I think, Raz. Yeah, no COVID. Yeah, so. All right. I, I'll first right. question. Right. How is Luke? Um, Luke, it was a concussion. No broken bones. Um, so, you know, headaches. And I think he's, you know, cuts and bruises. Um it was a bad car accident Luke was in. He got rear-ended by a yep, car. Yeah, I saw that. And um, I guess his computer, like, flew out of his back seat, either wow. hit him in the head or something that cracked. So that's why he has to get a new computer, and that's where I think the concussion may have happened. Really? The, the airbag did come out, yeah. This okay. was yesterday morning? Yeah. yeah yesterday yeah. morning. That's what I, yeah. When that's, I, was, I thought he just didn't want to come on the show. There, team. You know? But, uh, okay. Like always. The next question, okay? You you're, you'd see the people, right? You see Benzinga, you see the articles, you see the whole year. You've for several years you've seen the pulse of the American public in an investing. For two, I'm gonna ask you two questions. For one, in in 2023, what are people gonna see? Let's say maybe not as much of on Benzinga, and then I'm gonna follow that up with. What are they going to see more of? On, on okay. Benzinga, what I would say they would not see a bu- uh, as much of, and this is an easy one for me, is crypto. Um, I'm the chair of the Voyager Credit Committee because you guys know at one time I'm like, buy USDC, buy USDC. I told Dennis and Joel, do you buy it yet? And they didn't. Well, d- d- thank God you guys didn't. Okay. <laughs> thank God you guys didn't. I had some money in USD, which I was able to get out. Um, but I had some money left over in USDC. Somehow I took over as the chair of the credit committee. So um, Joel and How's Dennis, that going? Like, Joel, how's Joel that... and Dennis, I'll say my brother's advice. My brother called me one morning last year. I can look <laughs> at the date. And he went crazy that I had this money in Voyager because you're getting 9 10%. And he's like, it's too good to be true. Well, he was right. <laughs> so this is where age before beauty, you know? Although they, although they think I'm older than my brother because I have the gray hair. Um, and he has not gray hair. Anyway, um, how is that going? Well, you know, it was going pretty well until this guy, Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. I, have to say it. I said it, Joel, because I'll tell you this. We were closing, man. It, it was a done oh. deal. And it was a done deal. People were going to get back a decent amount that. of money on their cash. When that all happened, man, it just threw, threw it into haywire. So now, now Binance is the buyer, Dennis. But, you know, there's some things that were oh. – um, where there's some things that we're concerned with. Call for me. Did you call for me? We got SBF here alive. Why'd you do it to our people? 
That's the uh, what you do to us. Okay, so let's go to the let's go to the flip side here, and you know, a tough year investing for anyone's portfolio, even if you weren't in crypto. I mean, you know, watching my Peloton dissipate, uh, you know, other things. So what what do you what do you for twenty three? I know you plan quarters and months and years in advance. What what do you got planned for two thousand twenty three for the investment world? Because it doesn't look like it's going to be easy. Okay, two things, Joel. So did you never sell Peloton? I know Lisa wasn't letting you sell Peloton for a while. Is that did you never sell it? Never. She's taken that one to the grave. Sold yeah. Tesla though. Sold yeah. she sold Tesla. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe that. I don't know if you want to talk about yours. I know you sold some along the yeah, way. So but... I started selling 10 shares a day, like when I was at 310. And not every day though, sadly. <laughs> um, but, but like I'll make up a number. Say I had two thousand shares, I have like nine hundred left or eight. They bought out half the position. Yeah, but I also hedged a little bit, Dennis. I did, and Joel, I didn't do it the right way though. I like bought some puts, like three puts, which went up a lot, and I hedged like ten percent of the position with equities. So say I had a thousand shares left, I used a hundred shares. Those yeah. are up a lot. My my main position is down a lot. So I mean, I should have done more. I was really confident that Tesla was going to go down, not just because of him selling shares. When I got a new electric car and it wasn't a Tesla, Dennis and Joel and Mitch, when I got a new electric car and it wasn't a Tesla, to me, that is when I had to sell stuff. So awesome. I sold stuff, but I didn't sell enough when I should have. I know you always wanted to sell more, but I but I really, proportionally, I was selling, but I really should have been selling more. Anyways, yeah, so I have about 30 40% of the position left. Um, 30% of the position left, probably, if that. Um and yeah, what so kind of car did you buy? Yeah, the most important question. It was, okay, it was uh Mercedes <laughs> EQS, uh, the electric Mercedes. Um, so I bought that, Dennis, and because um, Model S, the outside of it didn't change. I can't have the I, I like having the same looking car for like 10 years. When I was when I was That's 16, I, I had the first car that I ever had to like 120,000 miles, okay. The car was like the muffler was falling off, but I wanted to drive it to 200,000. At this point in life, I didn't want to have the same car for 10 years, basically. So I was getting a new car. I wanted to get the Tesla, but the outside is the exact same. So mm. I got this Mercedes electric and it's and it's um, it's, how's it compare? It, it drives better. The inside of it is the inside of it. Dennis is 10x better. Not there's no comparison on the inside, the outside of it, the back of it looks terrible like Ooh, i put the back of I it like as, that inside i'll put the back of it as a four out of ten because they want to do more aerodynamic look at the back of it it looks like a neon you got a picture of the back yeah there yeah, it is, there is back. Look, the back for what it is dennis it, it just it looks weak you know like the back of it so when I, dennis i'll sometimes park somewhere and I'll put the back backed in so people won't see the back. <laughs> they won't steal your fancy car. They think <laughs> just, just no, put a wing no, on no, it. No, no, Dennis, not the, no, the Tesla the car. And Joel got it because I'm embarrassed of the back. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, oh, you're backing it in so you don't see it. <laughs> yeah, like there was like a guy, um, like the head of like Rocket Mortgage, and I was parking across from him. I'm like, I can't let him see the back of this car, so I had to reverse it. <laughs> Like I hate people that reverse in a lot of times, and that, yeah. that's how you park it, right? <laughs> like, yes, it's just yes, backed yes. in. There. The front front of it is so cool. You're right. Like, all these lights and all these things. Back of it, not so good. I like. So you you're not going to Arizona? No, I did book tickets. I don't want to jinx you. I did book tickets for the championship. Okay. Though. 
Okay. All right. All right. And then I, I'm going to hop here in a minute, but what do you got planned for 2023 for Big right, I, okay. I know a little bit of Luke is uh, a little delay here. We'll get him back to work, but oh. uh, what's Whatever on the agenda? Holdings, by the way, is a holding of mine. Uh, um, Dennis, a, a director just bought 2,000 shares. I like that, but I've been owning Generac for a while. I was up 60%. Now I'm down 30%, just for a fair disclosure. Um, so for 2023 for Benzinga, there's a few different initiatives. We are um, making the web interaction, the, the ease of use, integrating portfolios. So now you can have your watch list. You type in your code and you can have everything synced up. It's going to be a lot more personalization. There's going to be a lot more video, a lot more. We have that private equity partner who wants to invest a lot of money in us in making our software better. Benzinga Pro will be 20x better adding more content team members. Um, 2023 is going to be the coming out year for opinions. So on Benzinga right now, you mostly see like the who, what, where, why, Joel. So like who, like here, the, this is what happened. Here's potential action you can take. We're going to have several people, including your guy, probably yourselves, giving opinions on things um, instead of just, so instead of just news, Report. so that way you can go to Benzinga's front page and every day you'll see six to 10 ideas of stuff you could trade today or long-term investing. There'll be a box in the top right corner and there'll be people from around the web, you, you know, and we're going to syndicate that out to our 200 partners. Um, so a lot more of a trading idea focused when Benzinga started, um, Joel, it was the trading idea network for small caps. And we got away from that when, Lightspeed and a bunch of brokers wanted to license, new, license news, and we're getting back into making sure we provide valuable ideas that are that are based from someone. So if I'm given an idea, so like right now I like a say a stock, I'll say I like it, I own it, you know, um, like I like TF no TFSL, but that's one I own. I'm gonna own it for the long term. It's a community bank because Tim Melvin likes it. I can't give you much more than that, or I like that INST that what, what they use at colleges now canvas for the schools and stuff so like you're going to hear those opinions instead of just you know getting straight news just getting ideas i mean and that's what you know benzinga is still supposed to be as well as that idea generation getting traders together bringing ideas together and i think that's a good idea i think um i think we're looking forward to obviously seeing some changes you know obviously we still love the news we love getting the news i like trading the news as well but i mean there's some pretty smart people out there and they can come up with ideas like Tim Melvin, you just mentioned, he knows that was regional banks. He knows that sector. I mean, bringing him in um, a specialist in that area can only help us. Yeah. And, and like I got Crocs, um, Dennis from our friend, um, what's his name? I got Crocs originally. Then I got deep into it. Crocs up 92%. That's um, unbelievable. That stock. So I own, I don't, it's not a big position for me. I mean, it's actually my third biggest, but fourth getting biggest bigger. In, in this account. What'd you say? It's getting bigger though. Yeah, the stock's going up. 92%, <laughs> uh, Dennis, 92% the stock Crocs. Okay. So trying to get opinions from people around the country. Um, and that's Crocs is probably my best one. That, my next one that I bought recently is TCEHY. TC, that's Tencent. Oh yeah, because the kids are playing all these games from Tencent, and there's and you you buy a lot of virtual stuff. So T C E H Y, and I only mention I don't I don't mention these things for you guys to go buy them. Whatever, I just want you to see what I'm doing, but don't go like buy stuff free nilly or whatever. I don't I don't you know.
Do your homework. Hey, Raz, I'm here. just gonna I'm gonna pop in here for one second, Raz. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop here. I'm gonna let you guys finish up and uh, just uh, looking forward to helping the investment world in uh, 2023, guys. I'm out. I'm out for the rest of the year. I might try and dial in from uh, Phoenix, but uh, great on. ideas. Hold great on, chat. Joel. I'm sending you what, your what trophy, do you got? man. I'm sending you your My trophy. trophy? What a fancy football trophy! Holy, the that's a nice I got it here. Announcer, there you yeah. go. Everybody, I'm going. Enjoy I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Right, love you guys. Joel, bring back a win. We need to bring win. it back. Just bring it back. Jay, we'll see you in the finals. Bring back the win. Go blue. We'll talk to you guys. Go blue. Yeah. Oh, it's always great to have Joel. I hope he, I hope he gets his Michigan win this year. I hope so too, because he really gets devastating. He was really grouchy for a long, long. Yeah, time. we don't need lose. a grouchy New Year. <laughs> I don't like when my team loses, but he gets like fully <laughs> devastated by it. Like it affects him for months, man. He won't, Blue's gonna he won't take get over until the season starts again next year. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so. I, I actually think so. Yeah, I think this is the year they get it right. Um, yeah. You know, know last they, year I don't, win the, I don't know if they beat Georgia, but mm. but they um... gotta take it, gotta take it. It's it's the year. All right, that last last comments here. We'll wrap up. We'll get into the market day. What are you guys feeling about 2023? And of course, it was a bear market. I'll go first to Jason. What do yep. you think about this? Because now you've gone through multiple of these situations, right? Big pullbacks. What would you tell those investors out there? They're young, and this is the first bear market they're going through. You say me go first? Yeah. So one thing I've learned over the years, you don't need to be the first to buy and catch the bottom. You don't need to be the first. I've done it. I've yeah. done it. I did it this year, too. I did it in 2022. I sold a lot of stuff in the market, and I had some ETFs that were short. And then I'm like, all right, it's done. It's done. I'm going to put some money in. So then I put in like um, I increased my, my portfolio by like, say, 20 percent in the equities, which is a noticeable thing in terms of and then it went down a bunch. So what I, my takeaway is go in with grace, meaning like, just, you know, be intentional, but don't be impactful. What I mean by that is don't to feel like you're going to miss it. You're going to miss, it. you know, the FOMO thing, Mitch. Yeah. Like if I go on Instagram, I see Mitch is out hanging out with Jay-Z and p diddy and i'm like i have fomo i fomo but then you learn mitch wasn't really hanging out with them he got a picture like this like i would you know? <laughs> like and he's not really hanging it wasn't as fun and like that's what i would do you know and so that's what i guess i'm saying um yeah. and and yes do i think tesla can be bought again yes i do can i pick the bottom no i mean it's it, it, i think dennis i think you would agree tesla's a lot of sentiment right now any yeah. negative thing is going to be you know whatever uh, made much bigger than what it is. And your Gordon, Gordon, what his, his price target for Tesla is like 25 or 35. That <laughs> for ages though. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dennis, last thing from you. Uh, what Again, do you think? Just, you've got to discipline. That's the main thing. It's the main thing in training. It's the main thing that applies to every single year. We're all going to be right. We're all going to be wrong at times. It's either, you know, identifying when you're right. And obviously, you know, getting the bulk of those moves when you're right. But it's also just cutting those losers when you're wrong. It's, you know, that's what I do well. It's why I've been successful for 22 years is that I will admit when I'm wrong very quickly. How do you know when you're wrong? And start price, stock price starts moving against you. So I try to not give them as much room as you think you need to give them. 
you know, it starts moving against you and it's tough. And I mean, that's why, you know, buying Tesla and buying on these dips is so tough because it seems like, okay, here it is. And it rallies two, three bucks and then boom, they pull the rug out again and it falls 10 bucks and you're just like, what the hell just happened? So it's difficult fighting those trends because the sellers are relentless. I do think it's going to be a rough part of the first part of 2023, but I do think eventually we're going to turn. I think 2023 could end very, very well. The timing of that is going to be critical. I do think the Fed's plan, you know, to bring in inflation is going to work, but I think there's going to be some pain with that. I think first quarter could be tough for 2023 as higher interest rates do eventually impact stocks. But um, at the end of the day, I think the Fed will pivot. There will be an eventual pivot there and there will be a time to buy stocks. So just be ready. All right. That's what we're going to leave it off on. Thank you guys. Like always, Dennis, you go do what you do best. And Raz, Jason, great to see you. We got to keep get you building on more. for us. One thing for Ben Zinger, we get Raz on more in 2023. Yes. Miss you, Raz. Yes. At I, least, I, at I, least I, once a quarter, we need you on. I, more. Jason. I, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And just hope you and your family are doing great. And money can be made, money can be lost. But at the end of the day, it's the people you build with and create stuff with. So just let's keep fighting. And remember, guys, if something's going bad in your life, two shall pass. Don't, you know, I see all these crazy stories. That guy, you know, Ellen DeGeneres show. Just whatever's going on in your life, it's bad. Just remember, this too shall pass. Okay? Stay strong. Thanks for having me on. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Dennis, make sure you tell your family. And uh, we love you, you too, guys. Ross. All right. I'll get these guys out of here. Have a good one, Dennis. Have a good one, Jason. And we're going to start wrapping up here on pre-market prep. Like always, you guys can stick around for 2023. Got a big year coming up. And if you guys want to learn from all the guests that we have, the experts, and of course, getting the opinions from Joel Alconin and Dennis, experienced traders that have been on the floor, have experienced prop trading, have experienced doing pairs, that's what I love about this show. We have so much experience coming from different sides. You guys will see me continuing to grow on my technical analysis skills, hopefully achieving the CMT designation next year. So stick around, team. There's a lot to grow here, right here. Benzinga, the number one place to grow your financial understanding and skills. Let's keep pushing in the stock market. Up next, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be back at Stock Market Movers with an update from Adam Johnson, Bullseye Brief. You guys might have seen his interview uh, this week. We put it out. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the link also to check that video out if you guys haven't done so already. We did a video in Central Park with Adam Johnson, and he's going to give us an update on what he's seeing going into 23. If you haven't checked out this video already, I'll go ahead and recommend you to do so. I put it up in the chat right now. You guys can click and go check it out. Until then, Stock Market Movers, 1 p.m. Hit the thumbs up, team, and we'll keep building right here on Benzinga. Let's go. Love the support out there, team. Let's go.